Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. Today's podcast, I have my personal therapist, uh, Cameron Brown, and we are going to be talking about what is accelerated resolution therapy and how it can help us move through trauma. So not specific to betrayal trauma, but just trauma in general. And um, I invited Cameron here because, uh, he's one of the therapists that I have worked with, but he is a licensed clinical mental health counselor with nine years of experience practicing therapy, actually probably more now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is an older bio from uh, my fault. He has passion for helping people recover from trauma and believes that unresolved trauma is not the, is the root of many mental health issues. This passion for treating trauma has led him to become trained in several trauma focused therapies, uh, neurofeedback, EMDR, and a ART, which is accelerated resolution therapy. He is currently, um, doing private practice in Linden, Utah and, um, here at adult recovery, where I've gone for years and years, uh, in his free time, he enjoys sports, movies, music, outdoor activities, including hiking, boating, boating, golfing, and fishing. And he spends his time with his wife and three kids, and you can find him at utahtraumacare.com. And I'll have all those links in the show notes. Um, but really I'm, I have Cameron here because for me, ART has really changed my own life. And I've done a lot of therapy as a lot of people hear me talk about it. I was the girl who said, I don't want to do therapy. And then here I am saying everyone should be in therapy at some point, right? It's just mm-hmm. helpful. And you yourself yeah. go have gone to therapy yep. and use it to do things like this uh-huh. <laughs> that are scary and uncomfortable. Yep. Totally. Which I love. So, um, and I'm a big fan of going to a therapist. Who's not afraid to say, I also need help. And so can I just tell our audience, like, this is scary for you, right? Totally. Yeah. I was hoping you didn't show up today, (laughs) (laughs) um, which is possible. Um, no, but I showed up and that's what I love is that you're willing to be uncomfortable and guess what? That's what therapy is. That's what all of your clients are doing. Yep. So, uh, you were telling me before we started my first session with you mm-hmm. was me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You came in and you basically said, I don't want to talk at all. I just want to work on this problem. And we just got to work. Yeah. So this, that starts out kind of this discussion of what is trauma therapy and mm-hmm. why choosing trauma therapy, whether it's EMDR, neurofeedback or ART over talk therapy. Cause yeah. you do talk therapy too. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, talk therapy doesn't necessarily heal trauma. Um, the traumatic experiences are stored in the deeper parts of the brain in the limbic system. And so when you're talking, you're not really activating those parts of the brain. You're just kind of talking. You're more in your prefrontal cortex. Um, the traumatic experiences are stored deeper in the brain. And so you have to do different kinds of therapy to access um, those experiences so that they can be reprocessed and worked through, Mm. which I love. And I did talk therapy for years and it is great for feeling validated 
um, making sure you're not crazy, <laughs> even though sometimes we are, um, <laughs> and just kind of making sense and having those connections. I love couples therapy because it's having that person in the middle who does not have an emotional connection and is saying, Hey, let's have eyes to see on both sides. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I highly recommend talk therapy, but there does come a point where I don't think it's worth your time anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's take the next step, try a different modality. And that's where you, that's where you come in. And, you know, I've done EMDR, I've done neurofeedback and I've done ART and I prefer at this point in my life, ART, accelerated resolution therapy. And, um, so kind of explain what the differences may be yeah. between EMDR. Cause I know a lot of people have tried that versus ART. Yeah. Um, EMDR they're, they're very similar. They both use eye movements to help the brain and body reprocess trauma. Um, ART is a little more solution focused as opposed to EMDR, which is a little more free association. ART is more guided by the therapist. The therapist is kind of telling you what to think about. Um, with EMDR, the, the therapist um, will have you start by thinking about uh, an image from a traumatic memory and you do a set of eye movements and then the therapist will ask you, what are you noticing now? And whatever you're noticing, you just keep noticing that and do another set of eye movements and you just continue that process. And so it's very free association, just kind of noticing what comes up Mm -hmm. with accelerated resolution therapy. It's more guided by the therapist. The therapist is telling you certain things to think about. Um, There's a part of the process called voluntary image replacement, Mm -hmm. where you're erasing negative images that are tied to the past traumatic experience. And so it's, it's more hands-on by the therapist. It's a little more solution focused. And I find it to be a little quicker than EMDR and a little less emotionally taxing um, 100%. On, on the client and also on the therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can come in just like that first session and yep. say, I don't want to talk to you. Yep. One, I don't know you. Yep. I don't trust you. Right. Mm, no, right. that's really where I was at. I was like, mm-hmm. I've had so many therapists. I yep. don't want to share my story again. Yep you maybe already know my story because, you know, it's, I'm open. Um, so to come in and say, I don't want to talk. And then you guide me. I love that throughout the process, you say, is there anything you want to share? Sometimes I say, yeah, like this is this weird thing or my brain did this. And, and I share with you. And sometimes I'm like, no, I don't want to, you know? Yeah. I've had clients come in and they'll tell me I have a past trauma that I want to reprocess, but I don't want to talk about it at all. And they don't even want to tell me what it is. And that's totally fine. I've done entire therapy sessions with somebody where I had no idea what they were working on. And it still works great because the power's in the reprocessing, not in the talking about Mm. the problem. I love that. So I'm just going to share a little of my own experience. I do find great value in EMDR Uh without me having that experience in the beginning you know, I did talk therapy and then I did EMDR. I, as much as I don't recommend EMDR anymore, I still recommend it because I did reprocess and move through really hard trauma that I really didn't share with anyone, including my former husband, because it was traumatic, like so traumatic for me. I also felt a lot of shame around it, but because I had to speak it, 
and reprocess, I had Amy Andrus, um, my former therapist, who pointed things out that totally rid me of shame and also clued me into actually this is a traumatic experience because this is why like it all of a sudden made sense. And I wouldn't have had that with ART because I would have been quiet Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have told you anything. So I do find value. Like if you really don't know yourself, like I didn't know myself and I didn't know what I was really dealing with. I just knew I had trauma. Yeah. Um, at this point, I know what I'm dealing with. I have a list in my phone of things I can be working on at any time in therapy. Back then it was a little different. I was like nervous and full of shame still. Um, but I remember leaving EMDR and being so overwhelmed with the emotional tax of doing that and, and really, uh, reliving those traumas that I couldn't, I would just lay in bed. I couldn't even get on my phone. I didn't watch TV. I didn't want to talk to anyone. It was just like, I just went through that whole thing again. It was a lot. Yeah. Whereas ART, I leave, I go out to the parking lot. I journal. I'm excited. I have solutions. I've made connections. Things start to make sense that maybe didn't before, but your brain is just working all these crazy things inside during that time. Absolutely. And so I've used it for big traumatic things. I've also used it for really small things or just reprogramming or taking some of the old narratives out, um, like scrupulosity and yeah. some of the things that that's brought for me of just being obsessed with being good and taking some of those weird narratives out that I just decided to take on that <laughs> I didn't need to have. Yeah. Um, and you've helped me with that. So thank you. Absolutely. Um, and, and you make a good point there. Um, it, it's not just for severe trauma. You can work through you know, a lot of different kinds of problems with these types of therapies. And I've had people come in and say like, I I don't deserve to work on this. You need to be helping people that have like these huge traumas. Right. And it's like, no, it's okay. Like we all have our stuff and it may, your stuff may seem less than somebody else's or less traumatic or something, but it's still impactful to you. And, and so it can be used for anxiety, um, stuck emotions, um, depression, OCD, um, and anything where you're feeling kind of stuck and need a little bit of help. I love that. So I used it for fear of heights, Mm -hmm. phobias. Yeah, It's really good for phobias. And to me that I think I probably was one at some point who has said like, this is a really dumb thing that I want to work on today, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. Um, because it was, it's something that is affecting my life. Yeah that I can see affecting. Um, and one, so with the fear of heights, I remember, well, I hiked, uh, angels landing in Zion national park. It's one of the highest peaks and it's, you know, you're holding onto chains and a 1200 foot cliff right next to you. It's scary. And I did that hike actually just weeks before I was two, uh, two weeks before my former asked for a divorce. And so I was, it's, traumatic experience for me in a lot of ways, because it was kind of our last hurrah, but it was also this, I didn't realize how afraid of heights I was until I hiked that hike. And I was crying with every single step and I wanted to do it so bad. Like I'm, I'm here. I wanted to do this scary, hard thing, but I'm also like, I really feel like I'm going to die with every single step. And, you know, my friends are jumping around and like, woohoo. And I'm like, stop jumping around. <laughs> like I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, 
it was a good example of, okay, I have some work to do. This is my body cueing me in and saying, this is a lot for you to, to take on and to go through. So let's work on it. So that is something that I added to my therapy work. And I did an ART session with you and it actually went back to traumas before that. And so for me to go back a year later and hike that hike, and I was the one, you know, jumping along the trail and didn't even think about, I'm going to die. I'm scared. It was mind blowing to me. And anyway, so little things like that can be life-changing. Yeah. And that was a life-changing thing for me, even though it has nothing to do with betrayal, trauma, or divorce, or any of those things. Um, tell me why you got into help this specific, like, why did you move on from EMDR or neurofeedback into ART? Um, I really love EMDR. I did EMDR for probably two or three years and saw really good results with it. Um, but then I was talking to another therapist and she was telling me about ART and she said, ART, I feel like is EMDR on steroids. And so I got curious about it because I'm like, well, I love EMDR. And if there's something that's even better, then I need to know about it. And so I wanted to see what it was. And so I went and did a couple of sessions of the therapy myself as the client. What better way to, uh, to understand it than to go and experience it. And I saw a few things that it was doing that I felt like EMDR kind of lacked in. And, and so I went and got trained in ART and again, I've just kind of found it a little quicker, a little more effective, a little less emotionally taxing. And so I lean towards doing ART over EMDR now. Okay. So I know when I'm doing ART, you, you're having our brains do some crazy things, right? And Mm -hmm. so I know, um, I have a friend who also sees you and we used to check in with each other after therapy appointments. Like this is what I worked on in therapy, you know, uh-huh. cause Cameron is our mutual friend. Also <laughs> therapist, not really. Yeah. Right. And it would just be so funny to hear like, this is what my crazy brain did, yep. <laughs> you know, yeah. cause the answers are within. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. And so it just makes me laugh because I do take notes. I journal right after and some of them re- really don't make a lot of sense. It's like yeah. telling someone your dream after yeah. you wake up and you're like, it's yep. great. Right. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. It, it can get weird, <laughs> but it's good because the brain, the brain knows how to heal itself. And so the eye movements just help the brain kind of tap into its own healing power. And one of the, the ways that the brain heals is by using metaphors. Mm. And so a lot of times during ART, we'll work with metaphors that seem kind of strange or seem weird or kind of crazy, but they, for some reason, they just really help the brain reprocess things and work through things and move emotions. And it does, does so by using these metaphors. Yeah. Can you think of any, any metaphors or any weird things that have oh, come up for you? 1 million weird things. Um, Well, one, I know towards the end of the session, you always have like, Hey, stack other boxes that are similar to the trauma, Mm -hmm. which you can't do that in EMDR. It's like, we're focused on one thing and that is it. Yeah. Whereas ART, I can come in and say, I want to work on fear of heights. And you're like, okay, stack other things in there that fit into that. Mm -hmm. They're always stacked in this chair right here. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's just dumb, but that's like the easiest way for my brain is like, yeah, I see all these. And then you have me go and 
destroy the boxes Mm -hmm. and how did I get rid of them? It's always some weird, you know, did I burn them and then send them into space? And did I send them to the ocean floor with an anchor? Like they're always different and weird. And your brain just kind of comes up with it, right? On its own. You don't consciously try to choose those things. Right. And I know in the beginning, especially with EMDR, I remember um, having a session and laying there on the couch and I was, I was so shame-filled um, back then. It's so funny. Cause I think I remember saying, I don't want to look at you to Amy, like this is so vulnerable for me to share these things. And so I laid on the couch and I held my little buzzers, um, which I still prefer today uh-huh. with ART. That's how I started. And I'm feeling my, I feel my brain left, right, left, right, left, right. Um, working and, um, just saying, I don't think I'm doing it right. Cause I'm, this is what I'm thinking about. And she's like, Oh no, that's right. Like that's your brain just doing its job. And it is weird. And it's okay. Like it makes sense to you and that's what matters. And so even then I was just like, I'm not doing it right. How, what's the right way to do this? And you're just doing it. Yeah. There is no right way. People kind of get caught up on that sometimes. Like, I feel like I'm doing it wrong or this is too weird. Why Uh is my brain thinking about these random things? But I encourage the client to just go with it because the brain knows what it's doing. And the, the, again, the trauma isn't stored in the conscious part of your brain. It's kind of in the deeper, more subconscious parts. Mm -hmm. And so that part of the brain works differently. Yeah. So just one experience is, um, this goes way back. So if you've been with me for a long time, you'll know, I, I wanted to, uh, reprocess this old traumatic memory. And I realized I was an interior designer at one time uh, for eight years, love that. But at one point point in the session, I was redecorating my bedroom. And I remember thinking, I I'm definitely doing this wrong. Cause I'm off in lava land, decorating my bedroom at home. And like, now it makes so much sense. No, when I looked at my bedroom, I had recreated that whole scenario that was traumatic without realizing it. And so I, I went home from that session. I listed all my furniture on Facebook marketplace and got rid of it. And then I bought new furniture, did a new setup and everything because it was like, why am I putting myself in trauma and pain mm-hmm. on a daily and I was very subconscious. I was mm-hmm. not aware of any of it. And I wasn't doing it wrong. I was telling myself, Hey, you need to get rid of all of what's happening here in your bedroom, because there's a reason you're uncomfortable there. Yeah. So even the weird stuff makes total sense. Maybe hindsight, 2020, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm journaling after a session, um, can we talk about weird, uh, you have some scripted ones like the husband store. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, the husband store, that's, that's a tool that we use to help people. It could be the husband store. It could be the wife store. It could be the, the boyfriend store, the girlfriend store. It, it's something that we use to help people move past relationships that have ended, but that they still feel kind of stuck in or feel kind of an emotional tie to that person still. Um, that emotional tie can cause problems when the relationship is ended because you're holding on to something that just isn't anymore. Right. And for me, I'm one that wants to make sense of everything. And I feel like I wasted probably six weeks of 2021. Just like, I can't make sense of why this relationship is ending instead of just letting it go and surrendering and saying it's ended Mm -hmm. move on. Yeah. Um, but I had to feel all that and work through it. Right. Well, I got to a point 
fairly quick because I was using you on a weekly basis and like help me process my pain. But um, it was April 21st. So just over a year ago, um, I asked you for help moving past that relationship that I was in. And you suggested the husband store. And it's a little bit different script than what I was using just in an everyday ART session. And you warned me like, it's going to be weird. And it was, and I actually really loved it. So I share this not to say my old relationship was negative and, and all those things. It, I, I honor the relationship I had with my former partner. Um, but I had to let go yeah. and I had to surrender that relationship. And I, I feel like this session particular is one of the biggest catalysts in me becoming emotionally detached mm. and, and truly being open to others in yeah. when I was ready to date, which was months and months later. Um, so it wasn't like it, immediately I'm healed and I'm ready to date. Right. It was like, whoa, okay. It gave me something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. So I'm going to read you some of my journal. It's weird, but also I'm yeah, my former's read this too. So he knows, <laughs> he knows, and I'm not sharing anything that's maybe uncomfortable for, for that part of me. Okay. So, um, here it is. I went to the husband's store today. It was awesome. I was walking down main street in Delta, Utah. So my brain's taking me mm-hmm. to places I know. Um, I looked inside the first door and I saw the memory of me holding, um, my part, my former partner and feeling him uh, not feeling his soul inside and realizing I needed to let go. Um, and the next morning is when he woke up saying he wanted a divorce. So it's me piecing together. Like, you knew your intuition isn't broke though. That was important for me. I think, uh, my brain saying, cause that's one thing, especially with trauma and is that we feel like we missed it. I was off. I was broken. Mm-hmm. And most of the time we're not. Um, so I see that old, energy. And then I moved to the next door. The next door, um, was a diner full of too many people talking over each other, trying to find solutions in why this relationship was ending. It was loud and icky. And we both felt confused. I had a bad taste in my mouth, just like I did when I was six drinking a Sprite at that same diner in real life. It was missing the syrup. That was the memory of those weeks where I was trying to find out why trying to make sense of things. Um, the next door was my former moving out, buying new things, being excited and doing my best to help in that process and not fall into a puddle of grief. Um, I saw, uh, words that were specific to that, um, time in my life. Um, and I had forgotten about this, but saying, um, it's time was what I heard when, um, I was told I, that they wanted a, He wanted a divorce. And that was really painful for me. Like it's time. And in that session, we pr- reprocessed it into a positive way mm-hmm. of saying with a new partner, like it's time mm. let's go. And yeah. we're going to have fun. We're going to commit to each other. Mm-hmm. And I had forgotten. That's how good this worked. That in t- it's time was negative. Yeah because I let, I let that go. Mm -hmm. So this is me letting a person, a relationship and even words all related to each other go. Um, I erased all those and I painted the storefront fronts with black paint. 
And I then came back and had window art displaying new and improved model coming soon. Um, seeing a faceless figure of a man who was looking in the mirror, standing tall and strong, confident without ego, strong with self love and in his health. The next was a group of friends, all having a nice dinner with this new person being vulnerable. And they were not just my friends. They were his friends too. The next window, I saw a man who looked, who liked to be outside, didn't mind being hot and was interested in having fun with me and fun with my kids, fun alone and fun with with their friends. Then I saw us slow dancing in the kitchen and singing loud in my car and being silly and going on walks. Um, then I went to the husband's store that turned into a grocery store. I picked up qualities I needed to create, um, my personal mate and match. Um, I don't know if I'm going to read these cause these are, these are mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, my list is gigantic just so everyone knows <laughs> all the things <laughs> I want all the things I'm picking out, you know, cans of, that's right. I remember um, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're tender with kids and animal, like things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I just wanted, and I get to the checkout and the cashier, cashier says, Ooh, this looks so healthy and good. And I replied, yes, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I took them home, unloaded them into my pantry and threw away the receipt because I don't need it. I'm not returning any of it. I know what I want. Um, I made sure to notice the qualities I'm looking for and not being blind to the red flags that they don't have. I feel confident in who I see and I take them into the pantry to show them. Um, and there's more, um, we leave the pantry, walk across the bridge, which we always do in ART and, um, are surrounded in thick woods, hand in hand, find ourselves at a giant waterfall. Um, we take that cold water, um, in that discomfort and we both handle it because we were both strong and we were both secure and drinking it up. Um, and then we go to a hot spring. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was a year ago. And I mean, it's weird. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I didn't share all of it with you, but that was me surrendering, letting go. And also saying, I need to start having something to look forward to and to really define what I want in a new relationship. And I joke, but really I have a list in my notes section on my phone and it's so many things. And with every date I went on, I would add to it like, Oh, I liked that about that person. I want that in a relationship. And even if I didn't go on a second date with them, I saw either in a negative experience, what I didn't want or a positive, what I did want. And so it's been really fun for me to remember and see that that one hour session made a giant impact on who I'm choosing to spend my time with now. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And it's weird. So how often do you do a husband's store scenario? Um, I don't do it super often, <laughs> um, but just whenever it's necessary or needed or, you know, somebody that's divorced or just got done with a, a difficult breakup or something um, and they need some help moving past it. Um, doesn't happen a ton for mm-hmm. me, but when it does, that's what we, we do. Okay. So that was me asking you, like, what, is there something specific? Here's what I want to do. Is there something more I can do? So I'm trying, I do see so much value in coming to therapy prepared. And so I do keep, like I said, a list of, um, possible things that I can work on in therapy and I check them off. Um, but a lot of them are narratives. 
um, they're not necessarily a specific experience anymore. It's like, I want to surrender mm-hmm. and let go of this relationship. So do we have something I can figure out and do for that? Yeah. Um, other times I know I've come in and said, I don't have an experience to go and reprocess and you help me find solutions mm-hmm. anyway. Like we can still do a session. Yeah. Uh-huh. We, we can most of the narratives, um, come from a past experience. And so several times we've started with a narrative and then you'll notice like where you're feeling sensations in your body. And then we'll just kind of ask your mind with a set of eye movements, like to kind of float back and see if there's a earlier time in your life where you felt those things. Yeah. A lot of times the brain will show us a, a memory that we can work through, uh, where the kind of the origin of the problem started. And if it does give us a memory or an experience, we'll reprocess that. It doesn't always though. And so if we don't have an experience, we can still work with the emotions and the physical sensations that you're feeling tied to whatever the problem is. Yeah. And I love that you're mentioning our body because our body is sending us cues all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was the girl who didn't listen to my body or stay grounded in my own body. It was like numb all of it because one, I had chronic pain from my fuse back. And two, I was in emotional pain and I didn't want to feel the emotional pain. So just like numb it all. But the problem with numbing it all is I can't one find solutions for my physical pain because I don't even know what's hurting anymore. It's all hurting. Um, or two, the, the emotional, if I'm numbing the hard, sad, mad, angry feelings. I also am numbing the joy, the happiness, the peace and contentment. Don't you wish we could pick which ones like I'll, I'll, no I'll yeah, I'll numb those ones, but give me the joy and the yeah. happiness. I'll feel those. But, I thought I could. Yeah. You can't. Mm-hmm. It's not the cafeteria plan. <laughs> no, unfortunately. No. So for me to step into that and I love when we come in, um, I'm going to grab this. You, you have, um, this list of feelings and then a scale from one to 10, like where are we at with how intense do, does this memory or narrative feel? Yep. And what are some of the the emotions or feelings you have around this memory? And then at the end, you can go through and check it again. And hopefully it's come down from maybe a 10. I can't handle this. This is drastically affecting my life to, okay, now I'm at a one. Yep. And that's what I love about ART is most of the time people, people will be at a seven, eight, nine, or 10 with the emotional distress that they're feeling about the problem or about the scene or the memory that we're working on. And after an hour, most of the time it's down to a zero one to, you know, somewhere really low. And to be able to see that kind of results so quickly is just really fascinating for one, but it's also really cool. Um, as a therapist, I really enjoy that, you know, sometimes talk therapy, you kind of talk and you don't really feel like you get anywhere. Some mm-hmm. sessions with this, we're getting somewhere usually. Yes. And it's, it's really cool to see the change that happens and the help that it brings to the client. I love that. And just, I hear this a lot. Like I don't have access to therapy like you do, or I don't have money to go and do therapy like you do. But hearing you say that, like one hour session and you can let go of things that are drastically affecting your life. Yeah. I think we all have time and money for that Yeah, (laughs) in some way, like figure it out. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, that's pretty amazing. So, um, one thing I will say we're hosting a retreat in June, Amy and I, for those women who've been betrayed, 
And we hired you to come and to help those women move through some ART sessions or a session. And then they can see you after the fact, um, because we can do virtual, right. Once yeah. they've seen you in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so those women were asking them to, you know, they're not coming to tell you their full story. We don't have time for that, yeah. but they are coming with something to work on. Yeah. An experience, a problem. You just need to have something that you want to resolve or work through. And ART, it doesn't require talking like we like we said. Um, you just come ready to do the protocol, kind of get to work and reprocess the experience, let your brain work through it and heal from it and feel hopefully better by the time we're done. Yeah. So I know for me, I mean, maybe some sessions have been like, Ooh, that was a lot and kind of emotional text, but not most of them. I leave feeling light and I can go on with my day. And, and that's one of the differences with ART as opposed to EMDR. EMDR desensitizes the problem with ART. We call it positization. Mm-hmm. We, we turn the problem into a positive. And so you'll remember, I have you do like a good director's yes. version of the negative scene. And when you change the way that the brain sees that memory, and put something positive there when the, when the subconscious or the brain thinks about that experience, rather than seeing the negative with all of the negative emotions from the original experience, it sees this new positive experience that you've created. And we've erased a lot of the negative stuff out and replaced it with positive things. And so when the brain sees that experience, now there's positive stuff there Mm -hmm. and you feel lighter, happier, and better. You know, what's crazy is I'm thinking, as you're saying that the memory that was one of the most traumatic for me before I was married, um, had this experience. I don't even see the actual experience anymore. Yeah. And I forget that because I'm not thinking about it. Right. But when you say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I do. I see the director's Mm -hmm. scenario and it isn't this, I'm not having a physical response or an emotional response. Um, it's pretty cool. And I show up for myself a lot in my sessions. So younger me older me, mm-hmm. current me, soothing, cheering myself on. Yep. But it, and I love that. I love, um, that it's, we have to learn to self-soothe. And even in those sessions, I can do that for myself, um, or grab the other people around me that I feel are my cheerleaders to, to chime in. Um, I noticed for me, I think ART has helped me recognize my body more because you are having me check in with my body yeah. from the beginning to the end. And for me, a lot of, uh, for instance, here's another one I can share. I came in and my throat was so tight and I just couldn't figure out like, why is it so tight? One, that's my throat chakra. So I'm not speaking what I need to be speaking. Um, and at the time it was, it was about me and, uh, leaving religion. And I, I was getting so many messages. I don't get them so much anymore because I finally spoke it, but I would get messages probably every other day from strangers on the internet and people I know, like, you know, you're not doing these religious things. I can see what's going on. And I felt this, like, I want to talk about it. I also don't feel like I need to talk about it. I'm still figuring out who I am and where I am with things, but yet my body Mm was saying, you need to say something, you need to say something, but you like, felt like you couldn't. So it felt stuck there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so coming into that session and being like, it's just this dry throat, it's tight, it's constricted. 
and then to have the solution. And I didn't actually follow through in the solution for probably two, three months, but the solution was Ashlyn, you need to just talk about it. Like do a podcast. That was the easiest solution. Every podcast I have is basically an easy button for me to answer a question. When people ask, what is ART? I now have this there, this, the podcast that I can say, this explains it the best. Here's my therapist explaining why he does it and the benefits. And here you go. Um, me sharing why I left religion was this freeing moment for me to just say, this is me. And you watched me for two years and didn't know most of you that I wasn't part of that religion anymore. Like you can still trust me. I'm still here. I'm still the same, but that was my fear. And that was what was keeping me so constricted is I don't want to tell because I'm so afraid of what people will think. Mm -hmm. Yep. The body keeps the score. Yeah. Right. It stores, it stores things It stores energy and emotion. And we sometimes we need a little bit of help to release that and doing the eye movements and the ART can help the brain kind of figure out what it needs to do to release that energy. I love it. Okay. Um, is there anything else? that you wanted to share about ART, your own? Um, just, we say to keep the knowledge, but lose the pain. You, you still have the facts of the experience. You, you can still remember the facts of what happened. We just change it a little bit so that you can feel better about it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's so we're, so we're showing up in, um, in life as we want to rather than reacting like right. many of us do. Yeah. Our, our brain, it sees our current experiences through the lens of our past experiences. And so if you have a traumatic past experience that your brain still remembers, mm -hmm. um, that's going to show up in the present moment and time doesn't heal those kinds of wounds. You know, it can be a decade later and you get triggered and you're feeling the exact same emotions, physical sensations, yeah. seeing images of that past experience it all resurfaces and you feel like you're going through the trauma all over again. Mm -hmm. And so there, it's cool that we have, we know about this. Now there are things that we can do to help move past those experiences. And so there is, there is help available and it's, it's fairly quick usually and effective. Um, it's a little hard sometimes mm -hmm. to, cause you have to face it, you have to see it, but it's coming up anyways, when you get triggered, yeah. right. And so we're bringing it up so that you can move past it and heal from it and move forward. Yes. I love all that. And just to those listening that maybe sometimes are like me or the women I get to work with. And you think I've already done so much work and it can be frustrating when you find more work mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just, it's just another layer. Yeah. And I think in one of my last sessions, um, instead of describe, like we used to say, it's like an onion. We just unravel ourselves, but I was like, no, I'm a jawbreaker. And like, I just, I'm letting, cause some of my walls are pretty strong. They're not an onion and they're not stinky. They're sweet and I'm sweet and all these things, but it takes me a minute to let go of those layers and to find them. And it's just one more layer and it's maybe colorful or maybe it's delicious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it can be. Um, but so yesterday I had a moment where, um, I had a, I had a trauma, traumatic response. It was little, I just started crying mm -hmm. when someone said something to me and I almost kind of laughed going, that was such a little thing, but my body clearly felt it big. 
It was just like, just data. Mm -hmm. It was just data for me. And it made sense. It was so easy to see, like, based on my former relationship, why something like that would make me cry. Also, it was not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But it was just, uh, for me, those are just the eye-opening moments to say, my body is keeping the score. My body is telling me when I'm safe and when I am not. And I am every day learning to trust that more and more. And I believe that a lot of it has to do with me staying connected here in ART to my body. So thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Um, you can find Cameron you're on social media, but you also have your website and, um, Utah trauma care. Yeah. Utahtraumacare.com. Okay. So reach out if you want to start working with Cameron. And again, it doesn't need to be my story in order to work with Cameron um, or whoever you choose to go with if you're not here. So thank you for sharing today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here with me today, whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.